I have to tell the people about the Patreon. Yes, you do. Patreon.com slash SMDB. SMDB, like so many damn books. For just a dollar, you can join up and you get access to all the exclusive content that I record just for the Patreon. Also, you get to join the book club. The So Many Damn Books book club. It's been some of the best conversations I've had about books. It really always sounds like a blast. I usually like come home and just hear like giggles coming from the library. So it's a great time. You should join. And I would love to have more people join the fray. You may or may not know that Christopher runs this whole show himself on the hosting side, on the technical side, everything. This is a one-man show, truly. He does it all. Support your boy Christopher. Even at the dollar level really helps. So uh, join up patreon.com slash smdb i'd love to have you patreon.com slash smdb on with the show tell tell me tell me uh tell me what you want what you really really want drew i wanna i wanna i wanna really 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 wanna zig zig ah so many so many so many damn books Welcome to the the season two of so many damn books. <laughs> Welcome to season two of so many damn books. I'm Christopher. I'm Drew, and it's been a little bit of time. Yeah, we we took an unintentional summer hiatus. Uh huh. I went and got a tan. Christopher apparently did not. I um don't believe in tanning. I like my lily white skin. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have nothing to say to that. Uh, I wish I hadn't said it. <laughs> um, yeah. So, what did you wh- what did you buy this week? Not in the whole hiatus because we don't have time. Uh oh, God! What did I buy? What'd you buy? Um, What'd you buy? What'd you buy? We should record songs for these things. Little little. Yeah, we, we really just want to be what's it called, don't we? What? Um, you look nice today. Yeah. Yes. What'd you buy? Oh, I bought uh, this book, this weird little book called "The Sage of Waterloo" uh-huh. um, by Leona Francombe. Uh huh. I think I said that right. Uh, but the Francombe. idea. Francombe. Oh. I don't know. I don't know, man. Ever since the Brian Jacques incident. Jakes. I know. <laughs> uh, but anyway. So the Sage of Waterloo, it's a little, it's a rabbit um, on the field at Waterloo, sort of Watership Down-esque, but remembering the Battle of Waterloo in the like present. Like of humans. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I'm uh, Something about it, I've seen it, I saw advanced copies of it a couple times just floating around. Are you a Watership Down fan? I am. I mean, and also, of course, Redwall. Mm-hmm. Um, I love those talking animals. Yeah, something about it. I was just like, all right, I'm willing to try this. Mm-hmm. Uh, how how about you? How about you? Well, um, one thing that's kind of neat about living in Brooklyn and working in Park Slope is uh, there is this beautiful thing that happens where um, people just put books out on their stoop that they're done with. Ah. Uh, so I haven't bought a lot of stuff recently, but I did find like... The Illustrated Man by Ray Bradbury, Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency yeah. by Douglas Adams, a book that I had to get from the library originally, um, To Kill a Mockingbird by Harper Lee. Have you heard of this book? Oh, man. I feel like it was optional <laughs> in uh, in high school. 
and uh, the Hi- Sirens of Titan by Kurt Vonnegut. I also found uh, um, How to Cook Everything, which nice. is by uh, Mark, An essential Mark text. Bittman. I think that's a funny, I love that. You know, I, I love a text that's just like, it's everything. Yeah. I, it's the sort of thing that I immediately want to go through and be like, well, he n- didn't say <laughs> how to cook. You In know. your 2,000-word review of how to cook everything. <laughs> right, 2,000-word, 2,000 recipes. That's what it says. Um, and I also bought um, – Joe Mino has a book coming out in September, I believe. Oh. And uh, he's one of my favorite writers. He wrote Hairstyles of the Damned and um, The Boy Detective Fails, which is just one of my favorite books ever. Uh which is sort of like a spiritual sequel to the Hardy Boys, like if they grew up and and had a had PTSD from not being able to solve their last case. <laughs> but he has this book called Marvel and a Wonder that I saw in um, Ark Land of uh, one of the places. I'm not actually going to say where I buy my arcs because it's a it's a closely held secret. It's a secret. Yeah. It's a secret. But uh, yeah, you know, I've been, I've I've been very excited about what I've been finding on Stoops recently. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, it's good for the budget. Uh, but, you know, we should talk about what we are actually going to talk about this episode. Yeah, which is... Uh, uh, sequential storytelling. Sequential art storytelling. Yeah, in an illustrated format. Uh, or graphic novels. Or comics, comics. Or comics. I honestly think that that's a fine name for what they are. It has kind of taken me a little while to come around to that, but now I agree. Uh, I mean, I understand if that you want to say graphic novels. Well, because like, but also something something like the the sequential storytelling that's going on right now, like Saga, like what we're going to talk about later, Sex Criminals. They oh. are released as individual comics, right? That tell a full story over many weeks, right? Which is not to say that things like the Marvel and DC universes don't do that, but they are. Those feel more like comics to me, whereas these feel like... Have you ever done one of those? Um, followed a story? When I was a kid, uh, I followed Spider-Man for a little while. Mm-hmm. I did Spider-Man for a while, too. Yeah. And it's um, it's weirdly unfulfilling. Like it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't scratch my reader itch, and it doesn't scratch my story itch. I don't know. So I I wanted something more from comics. I, my, my first induction into the real comics world was when um watchmen was coming out and i was living in santa cruz at the time and there was this very famous comic book store called atlantis fantasy world uh which is featured in a little movie called the lost boys hey um which stars Corey Haim and Corey feldman as vampires and Kiefer Sutherland. Yes. <laughs> yeah, very nice. Thank you. Um, but the guy who owns that shop has owned it forever. He still does, Joe. And I went in and I was like, I've been hearing a lot about this Watchmen comic, and he talked to me for three hours. Cool. About comics, about, and then just put a bunch of stuff in my hands. And the coolest thing that he did was he said, "Take these home, bring them back, pay for the ones you liked." Whoa. That right. right there, that is good salesmanship. And I, you know, he had a, he had a customer for well, not life because I don't live there anymore. But, the but if thr- you did, yeah, if I did, I would. I always try to go buy something when I go back to Santa Cruz. Cool. Yeah. So that was my induction into the world, and like, it's. I mean, really, the comic book shop to me is a huge part 
of the culture. Mm. Like you go in every week, you buy a couple things, you talk about the stories that you're following, you see something weird on the wall that you weren't expecting and you buy. That's interesting. I Growing up outside of Philadelphia, there was nothing like that. Mm. The closest I ever got, and it was, I think, uh, it, at a time in my life when I was sort of disdainful of the graphic medium, mm-hmm. was when I was in Boston for school and Newbury Comics, which isn't, I mean, it's a, a music store as much as it is a comic store, but they've got a wall of comics there on yeah. Newbury Street. And every once in a while I would go in and things would catch my eye, but I saw, ah, I felt weird. Mm-hmm. Like I, d- it, I hadn't yet come around to these great methods of storytelling. Well, there is sort of like a really big gulf, I think, between like the people who are really into comics and starting. Mm-hmm. Like you have to have some, some sort of great Hagrid sage who says like, you're a wizard, Drew, <laughs> and, and now you can come into the comic world. Yeah. Um. Do you remember what the first one that was like, oh, yeah, this one is. I mean, I do. The weird thing is, is that I read it when I was a kid Uh uh, and it was Jeff Smith's Bone. Oh, yeah. Which my dad, I don't remember why, got me the first issue of, not even the first collection, got me the first issue. And I remember being like, this is cool. I'm into this. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I, those nine volumes are, are tremendous. Yeah. You did. I mean, you did Calvin and Hobbes, I assume, and like oh, Sunday sure. comics. Well, Peanuts. I mean, that even feels like its own. This separate thing. It does. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a it's a cool medium though, and it's something that they. I really like the people that do something that I've just never seen before. Like Craig Thompson's Blankets mm-hmm. is one of those amazing ones where, it's, it gives you it. It doesn't just tell a story, but it actually sort of makes you see the world differently. Because you sort of start to see words float around, sort of like that after you're after you're reading it, yeah. Or you sort of want things to swirl in the way that he kind of makes things uh, turn. Um, or I guess even um, even Watchmen, which really like turns everything about superheroes and comics on its head and asks like, why do we even care about this? Yeah, I feel like it's hard to overstate actually how important. Watchmen was and still is it just in terms of that is the sort of book that you give to somebody who's like ah man I don't know comics really Mm -hmm. you give them the collected Watchmen and you're like yeah talk to me when you're done with this Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so you what have you been reading recently in comics you mentioned Saga yeah um, which I've talked about on the show before Mm -hmm. and I, I adore um and then I picked up uh, The Wicked and the Divine mm-hmm. a little while back, the first collected uh, volume of that. What's the story there? That I mean, that thing, is it's right up my alley. I had heard some, I don't remember where, but I had heard somebody talking about the idea that this comic, every 90 years, 12 gods, like old school gods from Lucifer to Odin to the Morrigan from across all cultures. Cool this thing the recurrence they come back for two years they take over a human vessel and then they die at the end of two years so the and so they become like special people like celebrities or mm-hmm. something uh in this the the present tense incarnation they're all pop stars huh. in a way that like they do some fun winking like odin is a is like a daft punk robot uh-huh. um okay amaratsu is like clearly based on florence welch it's really it's fun um, Neat, but yeah, I mean the first that is actually a comic that for the first time 
I'm hooked and would buy that monthly. Okay. Even in a way that a saga I love, but I look forward to getting like the next collected edition. Uh-huh. Wicked and the Divine, I'm like, what is happening? I want to know everything. Um anything anything for you? Yeah, I'm I'm following well I'm following a couple different things. Um I'm following Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, <laughs> which is a Marvel comic. Just the the best just the best name for a comic. Um it's written by no- Ryan North who um, has the webcomic Dinosaur Comics. Yeah. Um, and that is great and really fun. And each issue is actually a little contained story. But I kind of let them fall by the wayside and let them sort of, um, sort of like you said, pile up. Yeah. Um, but the great thing that I've, I've recently discovered is this thing called, uh, this website called Comixology, where you can, um, you hook it up to your whatever your local comic book store is. And you make a pull list where they'll put together a box that says your name on it. And you just sort of click through about the stuff that you want. And they pull that stuff out for you. Oh, and cool. Put in a box. So I'm following Star Wars. Sure. Um, that way. Yeah. Oh, with the new, all the new stories. Uh-huh. Cool. And Unbeatable Squirrel Girl. And, uh, and I'm also following our, um, our book for this week. Yeah. Sex Criminals. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love, I love talking about it. I love like sort of like raising eyebrows when I'm saying, "Yeah, I really love this sex criminals thing." Right? Yeah, because <laughs> every single person goes, "What? What? <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry." So, uh, for any listeners who are too afraid to search sex criminals on their work computer or or home computer, mm-hmm. frankly, um, the I'm actually I'm just gonna read the jacket copy because it like it's pretty perfect okay um Susie the librarian has a secret whenever she has an orgasm she stops time john has a problem he's trapped in a job and a life that he despises girl meets boy and it turns out that the boy has the same gifts as the girl so together in a world seemingly frozen by their naughty parts they do what any of us would do they rob banks heck yes i mean it's just I mean, from that pitch alone, I'm just like, uh, my ticket is bought. Yeah. Uh, I, I w- because one thing that I really love, um, and this is something that is that sort of, I think, think is like slightly Watchmen inspired, is the idea of like what a real person who lives in the real world would do with powers. Yep. And especially something as like, as sort of subversive as this power, <laughs> which starts, which starts with you know orgasms and sex, you know it, the first thing that you would like, it it has to come from that, right? So it's a it's a um it's such an intriguing premise, and they just run with it. I mean, run. It's that sort of thing where somebody said, "Hey, what if you could stop time when you came?" And they were like, "Don't think about it anymore. Let's just go." Yeah. And apparently, um, I, one of the authors, I can't remember if it was Matt Fraction or Chip Zdarsky, but um, they agreed to it after like a, a long plane ride. <laughs> and they were just like, uh, yeah, it's someone who can stop time after they have an orgasm. He's like, yeah, okay, I'll, yeah. I'll do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm signed on. And like didn't think about what that would be like until later, uh, which I think is funny. But it's... It's so thoughtful, and actually, the we both read the um, the second 
volume for the episode, and it's the first one is fun and the silly. The first one is really like like frothy pulp. Yeah, in like the be- I laughed out loud on nearly every page of that first collected volume, and the second one I did laugh, right? But also, they really like it take an abrupt turn into very serious, thoughtful stuff about mental health, about sexual health, and things that like are are uncomfortable to talk about. They present in kind of a silly way, but as a result, it ends up being like a really lovely, touching thing i was i was very interested and really loving in this at the beginning of the second volume he has a sort of gray version of himself sort of catching everybody up and is in the background of scenes like providing commentary Mm -hmm. of what's going on and i thought that was a really like this is a visual medium this is what i get to do with my visual medium is i can have two of my characters on the page one that's in black and white and one that's in full color and you can know what that means yeah and i think that that's like the that's the secret success of this book is that the art is so thoughtful and and strange and um and is doing a lot more than just illustrating the scenes which i sometimes feel from lesser comics where it's just like yeah there's a guy punching a guy right i also admit that i feel like i only end up reading the stuff that rises to the top in comics you're so it's things like this yeah it's stuff that like it like jumps out from like right. I, it, everybody in comics reads it to like everybody is reading it yeah and pop culture all yeah. of a sudden accepts it in in the way like um you know i read scott pilgrim in the same way sure or um what uh the uh or i craig thompson's blankets as well is another one that mm-hmm. sort of jumped from comics into something more i mean the other the other great example of that is neil gaiman's sandman right yeah i never i've never done sandman but really yeah but i've always wanted to and you know why i haven't (laughs) it's because i when i was trying to read sandman i was trying to get it from the library and i could never get sandman Um, one yeah don't do that it would they would put they would put like three and four on hold and i would not get one and two or i'd get two and then not one (laughs) and it was just like you know when you're a student and you cannot afford thirty dollars for you know two comic books that's gonna um take like an hour and a half to read uh you know you you sacrifice yeah that is the thing about and i think that's what separates books like sex criminals sandman all these that we've been talking about from their other comic brethren Mm -hmm. is that Green Lantern 221. Them. Yeah. You have to read them sequentially. You uh-huh. have to. Um, even like Sex Criminals Volume 2 uh, feels a little more episodic. Mm-hmm. Like Volume 1 is introducing all of the, I would say, I would argue like very rigorously defined rules mm-hmm. of what happens with this power mm-hmm. in a way that like the minute you think like, well, yeah, but like what if you had sex while you were in the time stoppage? They're like, thought of that dealt mm-hmm. with it it's gonna be funny um yeah i think that and, and i think that that's sort of the power of 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 why origin stories are great is because it's really fun to see where where a power comes from it's fun to see how people meet and start to use their powers yeah but now that all of that's done i feel like they've got like they're like rubbing their hands and like getting down to it yeah and 
I don't know. I'm, I'm very interested to see where it goes. Uh, there's another volume or there's another series planned. I think it starts coming out pretty soon. Yeah. Um, right around now, I think. I think issue one was either June or this month. And so, and and we also have a television show to possibly look forward to. <laughs> well, where, which where, however, they end up. It will. It will be. I don't know. Maybe you know. It's a brave new world, like Netflix HBO. and stuff. You can do it there. I don't know. Also, five, five thousand stars, four thumbs up. Really, read. Start reading it and get into this. Um, I I will say that it is worth going out and getting the first omnibus. Oh yeah, which is called. Big hard sex criminals, and it is this gigantic, like pink book yeah, that lurid just pink. It looks and on the back in big gold letters it says for mature readers. Duh. What what is the um front cover under the dust jacket? Oh yeah, and then it, so under the dust jacket, so you can like take it on the train or read it with your parents or whatever. It's um by Doctor Matt Fraption and Chad Zderky. <laughs> uh, Down boy. When is it a good time to euthanize your pet? <laughs> is it ever not a good time? <laughs> and there's like there's a really awkward photo of the two of them on the back cover, which I haven't showed Christopher, but I'm gonna I'm gonna show it to him right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, like, they they are having a good time. the comic sequential art world what do you recommend our readers check out you know listeners not I, readers or uh, you're all readers yeah our hope re- our our reader people why yeah. are you listening to the show <laughs> they they like the sound of our voices oh, oh that's nice i'm i'm recommending two okay i was only going to recommend one but i'm recommending two because you said you've never read sandman read sandman okay um just it, i mean if you like Neil Gaiman, mm-hmm. it's it's like where Neil got his start as a writer in a lot of ways. And it's just, it's ambitious, it's big, it's weird, it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's really sad. I cried at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think Joseph Gordon-Levitt is going to do a good job adapting it? I actually, I do. Yeah, he's, a, he's you know an ambitious guy. And dude's a geek. Yeah, he is. You know? Totally. A total geek. Um, What's the other one? The other, th- the other thing which I mentioned earlier is Jeff Smith's Bone. Okay, uh, it's just it's a big weird fantasy epic with like these little dudes, these little white formless dudes and humans and dragons, and I just remember being absolutely transfixed by it as a kid, and that has stayed with me to this day. Um, I have two recommendations as well. Go on. Uh, I'm going to recommend. I mentioned Scott Pilgrim earlier, but um, Brian Lee O'Malley has released another book called Seconds, oh. um, which is about a, um, a a chef who is trying to open her own restaurant, and she um, eats this mushroom. She finds these mushrooms growing in the basement of her uh, new place, and they let her do moments over. Whoa. With unintended consequences, of course. Sure. And uh, v- it was really fun and 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 sort of still done in the um, the Scott Pilgrim style. Like it's still very much his drawing style. Mm-hmm. But he's he he pushed some things and 
you know, it's not as long as Scott Pilgrim, so it's it he definitely it's definitely feels like a little bit more of a, a self contained project. But it was a it was really fun, and I, I made me think that he he's not just one of these one trick ponies. He's going to be able to do a lot in his career. Cool. And the other one is an incredible series written by a former Lost writer, Brian K. Vaughn. Why mm. the Last Man, and that's the letter Y. Colon. The Last Man. Yeah. Um, it's a book about, or it's a series of comics. It's finished. The story is mm-hmm. done. Because um, now he writes Saga. Uh-huh. It's, uh, and it's about all the women in the world live, and every man in the entire world dies, except for one guy. And he is a, um amateur magician. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he he has a pet monkey, and uh, he <laughs> and but his his mom's in government, and uh, his sister like joins these Amazons, and it's a very fascinating sort of what would that world look like, and and how how amazing it is how much how much men control the world, mm-hmm. not not you know in a patriarchy way, but definitely a patriarchy way, but also in just like they it's 90 like it's 95 percent male pilots yeah yeah things like that that you never really even thought of uh so i recommend both of those very highly cool cool and listen all of these they're gonna take you like hour hour and a half yeah and fun and some and you know if you happen to be lucky enough to live in new york or brooklyn uh the library system is much better for actually getting this stuff out if you are also uh, destitute. Yeah, indeed. Uh, you don't have to be rich to be in the car. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so next week, next time, next time on so many damn books. Ferrante fever. Ferrante fever. Or something. Alana Ferrante. Uh, we're gonna read uh, my brilliant friend, the first in her Neapolitan saga. Yeah. And we are gonna eat Neapolitan ice cream and uh, speak only Italian. Yeah, so oh. brush up. <laughs> Get your Duolingo out. And, uh, oh, God. <laughs> I'm bad at that. The app? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Uh, uh, and, yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah. Oh, app- and, um, you know, if you're feeling inclined, share this episode and sh- and rate us on iTunes. It really helps us out. Um, we, uh, we have some... We have some new reviews and things, and it makes us really happy. So Yee. please do that. It helps our show find listeners. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Bye-bye.